0: Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwald. I'm Lead Advisor and Senior Analyst with Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is Mike Small, and we are finishing our series of episodes around the topic of hybrid IT and the many topics that are um, in that um, headline, hybrid IT. Uh, We want to talk about future trends. Hi, Mike. Good to see you again.
1: Uh, hi, Matthias, and thank you very much for keeping inviting me to these uh, these wonderful things. So, um, in in the past, we've talked about uh, how the environment, the ways in which uh, IT services have been delivered, has become fragmented with things in the cloud things on premises and things around the edge. And that this has led to governance and management challenges. And that the key approach for an organization is to find a common governance platform from which to uh, uh, govern the overall uh, mixture of these things. So everything's going to get easier, isn't it? Well, except that uh, the world never stands still. And so in this final episode, I'm going to talk about some of the things that are changing that may make things easier or more complex. And some of the things that uh, the cloud service providers and others are trying to do in the hope of, in the belief that it may make it easier for you, but perhaps also following their own agendas. Now, one of the uh, interesting things is that uh, a lot of the way in which IT services are delivered is not actually from a data centre. That um, uh, there, there is now an awful lot of IT that's very important to businesses that sits in branch offices and uh, in in other places. Uh, One very specific example of this is in fact in the retail business that if you go into any large um, uh, supermarket you can almost be certain that underneath the supermarket or in the back office somewhere there is a very important piece of IT and it is what is keeping the tools running and any of you like I have been involved in this if you've ever seen what happens when that IT breaks uh, on a Saturday morning when everybody is trying to do their shopping you will realize just the impact of non-availability uh, and there was a famous riot in Hemel Hempstead where that actually happened so uh, now supermarkets are not the only place you have all kinds of different places that IT is really important and it must keep working. The the modern factory is heavily dependent upon IT to keep the production lines flowing. Any kind of petrochemical plant depends upon IT on-premises. If you go out and drill for oil, although hopefully the world is not drilling for oil now, but if you go to do any of these things that are involved uh, where you are extracting minerals or you are trying to do things uh, in 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 the outdoors you depend upon it if you go to a farm you will now find that uh, in that farm there is a dependence upon uh, it in fact people don't realize just how much the, the the modern day farming depends upon optimization in order to feed the world so what are you going to do about that? So this has led to, um, uh, the, the, again, there are the problems of management and, and so forth of this. And so one of the interesting things that has happened is that the different environments in the different places lead to another dimension of complexity in this hybrid world that we've been uh, talking about. That the world that runs the application in the data center is a world that has to be managed, but it's a usually slightly different to that bit of IT that is running in the supermarket or in the factory. And it also needs to be managed. So uh, how, how are you going to do this? Well, in fact, one of the interesting things that has happened is that the cloud vendors have started to move into this market uh, and trying to persuade you to buy uh, either a cloud in a box or the cloud software that you can install in a box so all of the major cloud vendors are now providing either a, a a piece of equipment which actually is managed like the cloud and it It exhibits all of the interfaces of the cloud that you can locate wherever you need to locate it, whether it is in your data center or whether it is in your factory or whether it is uh, somewhere else that is important to you. And so they're even producing ruggedized versions of this that will survive in hostile environments like mines. And so. Uh, that is one of the, the 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 key things, and the purpose of that is to pr- try and provide a uniform environment from a point of view of management and uh, governance uh, now so interestingly, we have some of the vendors that uh, some of the cloud services. Like, for example, Microsoft that have uh, uh, the Azure Stack. And with AWS, you have uh, a a range of things, including AWS Outposts, both of which exhibit that kind of characteristic that allow you to effectively extend their cloud into your premises um, and make various claims for uh, what it can do. Now, on the other hand, you have... uh, Another approach uh, from, from the IBM cloud where they, they've got IBM Satellite, which is a piece of software which you can install and they hope you could install in other people's, in other cloud vendors' clouds, so that they can give you that management that way. So that is one of the approaches that is, is, is trying to um, persuade people that that's a good way of doing it. And that allows you to solve some of the compliance problems that were causing problems, because if you have to have geographically located data, then you can ensure that is geographically located by actually physically controlling where that server is. Now, at the same time as that is happening, you have another completely different approach that is coming through the so-called hyper-converged infrastructure. So there is this sort of hyper-convergence um, software that is a- 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 a appearing nowadays like Terraform, which is sort of allowing you to build your cloud in your data center by uh, having the software defined data center. and. That is further being um, uh, made complex because many of the big hardware vendors have realized that actually in order to make it easier for people to buy their hardware without capital expenditure, you can now buy what is effectively um, uh, a server as a service or storage as a service so what happens is you somehow are given a physical piece of hardware that sits where you want it to sit be it in in a an equinix data center be it in uh, some kind of co-location data center or being in premises or in your um, back office and uh, well you buy a certain amount of capacity in this and what actually Dell or HP or whoever delivers may actually exceed that. and But you only get charged on a subscription for what you use. And moreover, what will happen is that the hardware vendor will say, well, we will give you a service level agreement, which says that if something goes wrong with that, well, first of all, we will monitor it. And if something does go wrong with it, then we will take responsibility for fixing it, so you don't have to uh, raise the trouble tickets and chase and so forth. That that's all done for you. Now, has that made things simpler, or has it made things more complicated? Uh, in in some ways, it's changed the whole game. Um, and to to sort of look at some of the things that you can say, if. You are using a cloud service and you say, well, I've got this server over here and I've got some data in here. The cloud service invariably gives you a very simple API which says, well, actually connect these things together or move them around. And how they do that is cloud service uh, intellectual property. If you try to do that yourself with any of these things, you find it's actually really quite different, difficult even using these hyperconverged infrastructures. And you're now starting to get those tools being provided for uh, the individuals to try and, uh, the individual organizations to try and do it. So it, it, it looks good, but it actually is just even more complicated uh, to, uh, to manage. Then if we go back to our story about um, where, where earlier on we were talking about how uh, with our container based way of delivering um, services, that your uh, components that deliver your service are all now located in different parts. So uh, if you then look at the problems of management of the network, In a container-based delivery of an application, you need a completely different level of network management to be able to optimize how, in fact, even to understand how the performance of that overall application is being determined by the network. The performance of a container-based application is no longer determined by the server. It will be determined by the network. And so there are now network management tools and network, um, uh, network devices that are being delivered by the big network vendors. So with that, uh, I'm going to say thank you very much for listening to, these, uh, to, to my musings on, on this subject. And I hope that uh, this has been helpful to you listeners.
0: Absolutely. Thank you very much, Mike, for for sharing your experience and your insights. Also, for, from, from just most recent research around the topic of how hybrid IT evolves and actually has come full circle uh, from on-prem to the cloud, back to on-prem, but cloud on-prem. Um, so this is really interesting to hear. Um, and I think this um, evolution will continue and we will even see more Developments there as well. And there are some around like, like fog computing and, and really w- putting workloads on, on, on smaller devices that are there anyway, f- cameras or whatever. So that might be a topic to look at um, in the future as well. So not the controlled way of running um, services on boxes and infrastructure provided by cloud service providers or hardware vendors, but really the more yeah, guerrilla style work to work uh, way of doing things. So, for that, thank you very much, Mike, for for sharing that insight. And I'm really looking forward to having you soon in a further episode on that topic or a different topic. Um, it's always great to to hear from your experience and from your research. Thanks again, Mike. Thanks for
1: inviting me.
0: Thank you. Bye bye.